Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Yeah, so reading Romans 7, verses 7 to 25. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For if I, uh, for I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said you shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Once I was alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment put me to death. So then, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good. Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful." We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. This is the word of the Lord. working? Great. Um, yeah, so I'm Ezekiel, um, and yeah, I'd encourage you to open your Bibles, um, all your devices, up to Romans 7. Um, when I was reading this passage, I noticed three main themes that I want to focus on. Paul starts the passage with the theme of the law, explaining that it's not God's laws that are the problem, but sin. Importantly, Paul starts verse 11 by saying, but sin seized the opportunity. Paul is making it very clear that sin is using and twisting God's commandments. He goes on to say, for apart from the law, sin is dead. Paul is saying that if he didn't know the law, he wouldn't know right from wrong and wouldn't recognize sin leading him to death. The next few verses continue to describe this, and then Paul says, sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment put me to death. 
So I've loved this whole passage for a while, but I think on the first read, this section in particular can be really confusing. And it almost seems like Paul's saying that God's commandments cause sin, when in reality he's saying that God's law illuminates the issue. Paul is warning the people of Rome against this and encouraging them not to lose sight of the true intention behind these commandments. And then in verses 12 and 13, Paul once again stresses this point that the law is good. The law shows our dependence on Christ in all that we do in life. In terms of application and how we can apply this concept in these verses, Paul is saying, study the law and pray for wisdom because this leads to our dependence on Christ. The second theme of this passage is that of being fundamentally broken. In verse 14, the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. This might sound exaggerated or unrealistic, but alone we are slaves to sin. We are broken, chained, and unworthy. And then in verse 17, Paul says it's no longer us sinning, but the sin living within us. When I was younger, I always used to think of this verse when I got in trouble at school or with my parents. I think, uh, don't blame me, it's the sin within. (laughs) But uh, don't try that, it never works. Um, This verse isn't meant to be some sort of get out of jail free card. It's actually a really complex verse. But I interpret it as saying it's not how God intended us to be. We are broken and we are turned away from God by the fall and by our sin. It's our earthly incomplete selves who sin. And that sin, that fundamental inherited flaw in us that's brought about by the fall is the thing stopping us from being as God intended. Paul isn't saying that there are just a few bad things that make us sin. We are flawed. This sin is not on us, it's in us, it's within us. It's engraved, it's immovable except by Christ. And this this calls us to be humble. And looking at this next theme, Paul here becomes really relatable. I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. For what I hate, I do. Paul lived a sinful life of persecuting Christians, but then he found Jesus and he repented. This isn't the only story of someone living on the wrong side of God before then coming to know the Lord. And sometimes it might be easy to fall into a trap of thinking that when people have gone through such a massive life transformation, that's it. They're a finished, ready piece of work. But Paul is here saying, no, that's not how it works. Repenting and coming to Jesus changed his perspective on the law. But what that means is he is now aware of his sin. He knows it's wrong, but he cannot stop. Paul then goes on to talk a little more about his sinful nature when he says in verse 18, I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Once again, this is so relatable. It's a common misconception that Paul is unrelatable because he was this role model, amazing Christian who evangelized wherever he went and he lived 2,000 years ago. But this verse and this whole passage shows that Paul and everyone struggles with sin. He goes on to say, the evil I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. Again, this idea of that continued everyday battle just to do the right thing, or sometimes even to just not do the wrong thing. It's so amazing to hear Paul confessing that exact same issue. Now, once again, how can we apply this? 
Well, if we are all like this, then we should join together and encourage each other to come to be sanctified through Christ. For even if Paul was the greatest missionary to ever live, we are all still on that same level of sin. After this, Paul says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? So things are looking pretty bleak at this point. We are broken and imperfect, and whether we like the law or not, we are going to carry on sinning, and there's nothing we can do about it by ourselves. So understandably, Paul cries out and he says, who will rescue me? Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? But then Paul answers himself, and I'm going to end on this unshakable truth. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, thanks be to God who takes our broken bodies and makes them new, who took our sin upon himself and died for us so that we live with him in his kingdom without sin and without struggle. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.